Hey, old Big Sky Breakdown. Colter Nuanas, as always, you can find this podcast, SkylineSportsMT.com. It's December 16th. We're still doing in-season Big Sky Breakdown. First time we've ever been doing it this late since we launched Skyline Sports back in 2015. And we are more than happy to be with you. It's been a really fun season so far. Montana season, that came to an abrupt end in Ogden, Utah, Friday night against Weaver State, 17-10. The Grizzlies lost, but Weaver State into the FCS quarterfinals for the first time. Excuse me, FCS semifinals for the first time in program history. They will take on James Madison and Montana State a convincing and thorough 24-10 victory over Austin P. Bobcats into the final four for the first time in 35 years. An impressive impressive run by Montana State. They've won six in a row now, including two straight in the playoffs. First time they've won multiple playoff games since 1984. So it is a historic season, no doubt about it. In this press conference we'll hear from Montana State head coach Jeff Choate. His team coming off that 24-10 win over Austin P. in which they gave up zero rushing yards and only 197 total yards and they had all on the road to play number one undefeated North Dakota State. 34-game winning streak with the Bison. They've won seven out of the last eight FCS national championships. I mean, where do you say? How, how do you even describe this run that they've been on? It's just been absurd. They have almost 140 wins in the last 10 years. I mean, I don't even know. The last time they lost a home playoff game in Fargo was probably before I was born. They're just unstoppable at home. It's amazing the run that they've been on. But Joe talks about it. He actually was, my brother asked him, my brother Brooks knew on this guy on Sports MT Ask him if you thought it was good for the FCS. So stay tuned for that. As always, Big Sky Breakdown presented to you by Town Pump. Town Pump, Montana's best since 1953. If you're making your way out to Fargo, North Dakota, and you're driving, there is not just a chance. There is a necessity that you will have to stop many times, whether it's for some water or to use the bathroom or to get some gas. That's a long drive, about a 1,000 miles one way from Missoula, where I'm sitting right now, uh, probably a, another about 800 miles from Bozeman. So it's a long drive to be certain. So if you need somewhere to stop for a snack, to get some fuel, to get some beer, maybe you're going to pull over at the hotel and stay in Bismarck or something. Town Pump's got you covered no matter where you're at in Montana. There's a town pump near you. Without further ado, Jeff Choate, his Monday press conference as the Bobcats season continues. They're in the Final Four for the first time since 1984. Jeff Choate on North Dakota State. To our fan base, uh, what a phenomenal atmosphere. I actually think we should do more of those anytime, quarterfinals, semifinals. Uh, regular season, just a night atmosphere. You know, we do the um, the Gold Rush game, and that's almost like a twilight game because you know you're kind of still into late summer, and the evening is it's beautiful sunset, and the crowd's always awesome. But there's something about a night game, and I I think that uh, um, especially in a playoff atmosphere, it's fitting. You know, generally speaking, I would prefer to play at noon or one. Uh, but in uh, those kind of settings where it's a, it's kind of a one-off, it's a special event, I think it really does add something to it. Um, people coming off of work and showing up and the businesses pitching in and buying tickets so that we could have a tremendous crowd. And I definitely think it made a difference. I do. And, and so a uh, big win for our program. Uh, I think our guys are, are still hungry and excited to play. Uh, you know, it's one of those deals where, you know, you know the, Christmas is all messed up, travel's all messed up, finals week, this and that. And I'm like, well, what else do you guys want to do? You signed up to be college football players, and here we are getting a chance to play our 15th game this year, and, um, almost an NFL season, basically, and so that's pretty cool. And so I'm um, happy to answer any questions. Well, let me start off with just an opening statement about North Dakota State University, and then, uh, and then we can get on to some other stuff. But, uh, I mean, what, what do you want to say? I mean, this is a 14-0 team, one of the only undefeated teams at any level in the United States right now. Number four rushing offense in the country. They have four guys with over 600 yards rushing, average 6.5 yards a carry. Their offensive line has three first-team All-Missouri Valley Conference um, players. They've got a redshirt freshman quarterback that's 
uh, completing almost 70% of his passes. He's thrown 25 touchdowns with no interceptions. And so I think he's just stepping right in where Carson Wentz and, and uh, gosh, I can't remember the guy from last year. He kicked our butt so bad. I should probably, yeah, Easton Stick. And, uh, you know, I mean, this is, this is a machine. And uh, it doesn't matter who's coaching them. It doesn't matter who's playing quarterback. As long as that old line is what it is, they're going to be pretty good. And so uh, that's kind of, it's kind of plug and play, it seems like. I mean, over from uh, Coach Bowl through this present group with Coach Entz, it's, uh, it's, it's really 35-game win streak. I mean, it's hard to wrap your head around that, like how, how prolific this group is and what a tremendous accomplishment it is. But, uh, you know, Trey Lance, I've already talked about 880 rushing yards, 2,300-plus passing yards. 68 percent it's like his it's like eye-popping numbers um and then they've got the kind of the two-headed monster at running back ty brooks and then the cofield kid and then obviously the big dominant offensive line defensively they're suffocating and that's the word i would use suffocating number two in total defense uh they're giving up under 13 points a game <laughs> their d-line is very active number 91 is one of the better players that we will see all year um i think number the, the Cox kid, number 42, he should have probably just gone and gone to the draft last year so we didn't have to play him again. Um, and so when you combine atmosphere, scheme, and talent, you got a pretty good outfit. And so um, I'm advocating for us to do these semifinal games at a neutral site and do a double header. I think that would be better for everybody involved, and uh, we'll go from there. Um, and then you, you know you start looking at it right here, and you go to look at their special teams. This is maybe the underrated part of this. I think they have 18 of their 50 punts are pinned inside the 10-yard line, so they do a great job of controlling field position. Their punt returner is one of the better punt returners in the country. Uh, they're just dangerous in every phase, and they do the little things like they don't penalize themselves like we had a tendency to do last week. Um, they play great special teams. They're not overly um, unpredictable. And it's not like you're going to see a bunch of fake punts or fake field goals. They just play the field position game. They lean on their defense and their running game, and they win a lot of games. And so, you know, hey, we'll have our hands full. But, we, you know, we've seen the elephant before. I think that is good for us that uh, we don't need to go to the Fargo Dome and get a feel for We know what we're getting ourselves into. And uh, I think that does help us a little bit. And last year, I think we were that satisfied team that was happy to be there. And uh, we, we weren't still hungry, and hopefully we've got a little, uh, you know, we've got a little fire in our belly this year, and we're ready to go give these guys a little bit better game. You mentioned last year uh, that kind of like their blueprint as a program, you know, just in what ways do you think you're, you're you know, have some commonalities philosophy-wise? Well, I think our, you know, our philosophies are very similar, uh, but where we're at in achieving the type of success that they've had is, is we're, we're still a ways away. I mean. There's, We've got to play football for a long time around here to catch up with those guys. So, um, yeah, I mean, well, I believe in playing stout defense, running the football, being sound in the kicking game. Um, I think they're very much in line. Do you think having that hunger this year might be the difference between this year and last year? Going into yeah, so it's funny. I, I was anticipating a bunch of these comparisons between this year and last year. And I will say this. It doesn't matter what happened a year ago. It doesn't. It doesn't matter for them, and it doesn't matter for us, because you're not the team you were yesterday, and so let alone a year ago. And um, you know we've got to avoid having any PTSD from our traumatic experience that took place in the Fargo Dome. But I think our guys have played a ton of football since then. I mean, played a ton of football, and um, have played to a higher degree. Um, we're more competitive. I think we're a better team overall. We're more well-rounded. 
they are the same. They're the who they are. So what happened last year, what happened this year, throw it out the window. doesn't matter. None of those guys, I mean, you know, there's some guys that are playing in the game, but uh, it's, it's uh, you know, oh, what is it, 385 days. That's the difference. That's a long time. Last week, Illinois State gave them a pretty good game. What did you like about their game plan? Do you see anything that you could maybe take into your, your game against North Dakota State? Defensively, uh, definitely. You know, I think there were some things that they did that were uh, um, very effective, obviously, against what, uh, what ADSU was doing to stop them. Still, the kind of the, the hard thing is that, that uh, the quarterback – is really at his best just running the football at times. It's, it's, as accurate as he is as a passer and um, as good as he is within the, uh, running the offense and handing the ball off, I mean, when the thing breaks down, that's when he's most dangerous. And really, that was a lot of what got them going. And when they got opportunities, they did tighten up in the red zone. Certainly, the red zone defense that Illinois State played was, was tremendous. And that's something that we've got to you know, try to replicate to the best of our ability. Um, I think it's interesting when you when you have a team like Illinois State that's in the league, and so you know those playing teams twice, you get a, look, a really good feel for things. And it wasn't a very competitive game when they played uh, Illinois State early in the season, uh, and it was at Illinois State. And so um, certainly it shows you how teams evolve. I mean, you know, if we had turned back time, I don't think that North Dakota State game would be as close as it was, and I don't think we would have lost it. But we don't get the, you don't get do-overs. And so we're just happy to be where we're at in a position to control our own destiny and get an opportunity to play a great program like North Dakota State. How much do you think uh, the offensive and defensive lines have improved this season? Um, I think they've been good all season. I, but I do think that we're playing our, our depth has improved. And so when you when you substitute, maybe that's the thing that shows up is instead of having a little bit of a drop off, there's pretty consistent level of high play on both sides. I mean, we played uh, – Connor Wood was back for this last game, and we kind of rolled he and Jake Sessions in and out. But early in the year, Jake wouldn't have been a guy that we would have leaned on for a bunch. But, you know, now that he's started four or five games for us, he's a guy that can not just give us quality depth, but is, you know, it's turned into a very good football player for us. And so I think that maybe is the biggest difference. It's not that they're not – that they weren't playing at a high level early. It's that, you know, they're, they're – we've developed more depth, and uh, I think those guys have more confidence. You mentioned Matt Evans. Just what does it say about the program that he can seamlessly just kind of step in and take over and go undefeated up until this point? I don't know because I've never been in that situation, to be honest with you. So I'd like to find out. But um, that's probably a question for Matt, not me. I mean, I, I really do not have, you know, obviously they've got a tremendous commitment from their administration and their community there. I mean, they have full cost of attendance at North Dakota State. That's what Division One football FBS programs have, you know. I don't think there's a program in the Big Sky Conference that offers that. I think James Madison would be another one that probably does. And so uh, there's a commitment from the administration. There's a commitment from the community. There's an expectation within that community that they're going to be good. And uh, tradition is, uh, is something that you can always build on and lean on. And they've won national championships, not just at this level, but previously at the Division II level as well. And so, um, man, it's a, it's, a, it's a phenomenal program to look at from the outside. But... Um, the closest thing I can say is probably what I experienced at Boise, where it was just walk in and everybody's winning. And, you know, it's like, this is pretty awesome. But um, we've kind of done it a different way here. And so, uh, again, that's probably a question you'd have to ask Coach Jens, not me. Is the run that they've been on this last decade, do you think it's good for college football? Do you think it's good no. for the FCS? I think we all got to play the same game, you know. So, um, but it is what it is. These are the, these are the rules we're playing by. And so uh, I hope that we can make it more competitive. 
I'm sure they love it, but you know, I mean, it's it's the same storyline every year, right? And um, like I said, if you've got one group that's offering three thousand, thirty-four hundred dollars a year in cash to these kids that another group isn't, we're not. It's the scholarship isn't apples and apples. So are we really playing on the same level? Um, I don't know. But that's not my decision to be made. I mean, I, I think everything should be, every, you want everything to be competitive. I don't think it's good that Alabama, and you know, they're not in the playoff this year, but I don't think it's good that Clinton, you know, you can pick your four teams and they're always in it. You know, I don't think that's good for college football either. I think they got to examine it, you know, because eventually everybody's going to go, well, why don't you just go play a different brand of professional football and then we'll all go over here and play our little brand of football. And um, So, yeah, I mean, I think it's always better for, uh, for, for fan bases, for the game as a whole, when there's parity. And I think that's one of the things you see in the NFL. There's, you know, people are kind of sick of the Patriots, obviously, but there is more parity in the NFL. And that's because everybody's playing by the same rule. Everybody's got the same salary cap. You know, those types of things are pretty level. When you look at Trey Lance, uh, first-year starter, how significant is that to be able to throw 256 passes without an interception? Yeah, it's, I, I don't know that that's been done ever, really. I mean, I would have to... I think that might be one of the more historic stats that that I can think of. <laughs> it's pretty amazing. Uh, and obviously, you know, guy's been in the system for a year, but stepped into some big shoes and has just done his thing. And it's uh, that is really really impressive. You faced some senior quarterbacks in, in Jake Mayer and, and Dalton Sneed, uh, Javon Craig last week. Do you see a difference in a freshman quarterback um, in North Dakota State compared to what they've had the last couple of years? Um, I really don't see a lot of. I mean, the system is the system. I mean, he gets up to the line of scrimmage and he's getting. He, if he sees pressure coming from one side, he's going to check the run opposite. Um, you know, I'm sure they. I mean, you know, Easton probably had a lot more latitude within that. Maybe the box is a little bit tighter for Trey, but it seems like he's operating at a really high level. I mean, it just uh, again almost seventy percent. I think there was a point in time in the season where he had. Um, more touchdown passes than completions early in the season at one point in time, which is like wrap your head around that one. And so, yeah, he's, he's, he's a phenomenal player and has really stepped in and not missed a beat. What is this week like just with, with signing day on Wednesday? Just maybe how does that change? It's a little hectic. Um, but I think winning helps. Yeah, I mean, if we were, you know, obviously we haven't been able to get out on the road. We, 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 uh, we were out on Saturday. Saturday was the last day of the contact period. It went dead and went into a quiet period on on Saturday night at midnight or Sunday morning at midnight. And uh, so we just haven't been out to get out. We haven't been doing a lot of home visits. We haven't been beating the streets, find it, trying to find some guys. But the one thing that, you know, Denarius did a great job of was getting guys on campus in June and July so that even without being here on an official visit, kids were comfortable signing because they'd seen the place. They'd sat down with the coaches and done some of the things that they would do traditionally on an official visit. So um, I think we're going to be in good shape. But you know, it, it definitely adds a little extra uh, anxiety, so to speak, when you're when you're trying to get ready for a game. Now, well, our schedule's good because by the time we get to you know three o'clock, when we do this press conference on Wednesday, you know, we're basically wrapped. We're wrapped up. You know, Thursday is our guys' day off. Uh, we'll practice here on Friday. We'll fly to to Fargo, you know, Friday afternoon, and go do our thing. And we're not even going to go to the venue because we've been there. So it's uh, we'll do everything here and then go get ready to compete. Coulter, the weather has turned. It is gnarly out there. It's gnarly on the roads. But in Montana, that doesn't keep us home. We go everywhere we got to go. You and I always travel in for football. I'm going to be headed to some other places for Christmas, all this kind of stuff. You know what gives me comfort? 
I know that I'm always about 11 feet from a town pump superstore. I mean, no matter where I am in the state of Montana, you got gasoline, you got all the refreshments you need, the kids got to have, you know, a, a, a packet of gum, some chips, some water to keep them going, keep them satiated and satisfied in the back seat. And you know what other S word? Silent. Shut them up, those kids. You go to town pump and you got yourself some peace and calm in the van ride. I, sh- I should pay them $1 million for what they've done for me. I always set up that town pump right when you get over Homestake Pass. I'm writing rocker there because of, yeah. uh, I always run out of the spray fluid for the windshield. And the mm. semis are spraying on you. When it gets cold and icy and snowy like this, you got to have the right fluids in your car. And town pump's got that covered as well. And sometimes you need a beer for after the drive. So get yourself a six-pack, drink it when you get home, behave yourself. But it is. It's a great place no matter what you need. Fuel, food, caffeine, water, anything. And who knows, maybe you throw a dollar in the machine, you walk away a winner, too. I mean, you got all these different ways to recreate, stretch your legs on the highways. No matter where you're at in Montana, there's a town pump near you. Town pump, Montana's best since 1953. How much excitement are you feeling around just what you guys are doing right now? First time in 35 years. Yeah, I don't know that you really get an opportunity to appreciate any of that. I, you know, people are saying, hey, good game and congratulations. And, you know, you always want to be um, very appreciative of the, the support that we get and um, say thank you. But, you know, I don't, <laughs> I don't go downtown. I don't eat out. I mean, I just kind of live in my own little world. And so um, I would imagine that... <clears throat> It's kind of it, like a lot of things in this profession because the next challenge is always right in front of you, whether that's a game or recruiting or spring ball or whatever that might be. I don't know that we really get a chance to enjoy it much. I hope the kids do, but uh, but uh, like I told them, don't listen to the hype and don't believe the hype on either side. You know, just focus on what we got to do in terms of preparation. Coach, regardless of the result this Saturday, with all you guys nailed to accomplish this season you know where where is that level that bar of success kind of you know stay with this program and i think that obviously there's a new standard and uh like i said last year after after uh my experience in fargo was one thing i didn't learn was that we don't want to go there in the second round and so understanding that what we do in the regular season and how we go about it gives us a chance to continue to play and uh, so i think that new standard you know obviously it would have been nice to win the Big Sky, you know. But I think we're one of the best teams in the Big Sky, without a doubt. We didn't play the only other team that's alive right now. But uh, I don't think it would have mattered if we had played Sacramento State on Friday in Sacramento. I think we would have won that game. And so, um, like I said, you want to trade an opportunity to play for a national championship, for a Big Sky championship? I'd say, yeah, I would. So let's go get the big one. You spoke to it a little bit, but how important is it to have been to North Dakota State, to been to the Fargo Dome, um, especially for everyone on this team? You brought a lot of guys back that have been there. How important is that? I think it really matters because the it is a unique environment. Um, I mean, it's loud and you know it's very compact. It's uh, it, so it's different, and I think that having been there does help. Um, you can walk through it when there's nobody in there, and it's not going to matter. But you know, we've been in there when it was loud and and, and rowdy and. Um, I think that helps. And like I said, I don't think it's one of those things where we have to be intimidated by the environment. We've been there. You know, we've uh, we've seen it. You know, we didn't uh, we didn't compete very well, but uh, I think it definitely helps to to have a chance to have seen it and been in that environment. 
Is there a lot of enthusiasm around having another shot at these guys after the way that, that the game went down last year? I don't think it matters. I mean, I, I, it kind of comes back to us talking about, like, if this was, if we were going to James Madison or Illinois State was coming here, this has nothing to do with who we're playing. This is all about us. If we start worrying about who we're playing and where we're playing them and what I get to do when I go home for, we can just call it in. So this cannot be about North Dakota State. This is 100% about Montana State University, what our guy's job is on first and 10 when we run inside zone, what our job is, fit and power. That's what this is about. And that's my message. And, and, and so we don't make this about, you know, and so I was I was sure somebody was going to ask me about revenge, and I was you know that's the worst motivator in sports. But you know you, you better focus on you, you know, and, and that's what we're all about right now. As this program has progressed, how important and kind of dependable has a guy like Kevin Cass has been, just kind of his you know leadership. Yeah, I mean I think he's two-time captain here, um, climbing the career receptions and yards list, and um, we needed somebody to make a play for us. On, on Friday night on offense, besides 22 in our offensive line. And, uh, you know, 15 wasn't going to be in, it was in street clothes, and, and 10 had a couple chances and, you know, wasn't, you know, didn't have his best that night. And that fade ball that, that, uh, that Kevin caught, I thought it was just the one play, but it was such a big play. And it was a great throw by Tucker. And so that's who he's been is, you know, what do I need to do to help this win, team win now? And I was really impressed with the way he stepped up in that moment, kind of like he did. You know, two weeks ago against Albany with a big night, uh, four, four or five weeks ago at Cal Davis, when at the point that point in time he had a career night when we needed him the most. And that's it. You mentioned, you know, not having a ton of college opportunities coming out of high school and how grateful he was to even be here. Just kind of have you seen that from him, kind of continuing to just be grateful? And yeah, he's maximized his opportunity for sure, yeah. What's the most important, impressive part of Infante's recent hot streak? He's been on a pretty good run. What's the most impressive part of this run right now? I think I think he would have had a year for the ages if he was healthy. So it's no news to me. I mean, I think he's the best back in the league. And uh, unfortunately, we just didn't get a chance to showcase his talents behind the best offensive line in the league. And so... Um, you know, that combination doesn't come along very often where you got a really, really special running back and you got a really special five guys in front of him. And so um, I'm glad we got him back and he's just got to keep doing his thing. I mean, he still may, I don't know, what is he rushed for this far? Yeah, I was going to say, the guy still might go for a thousand. Think about that. I mean, he basically didn't play for the majority of the season. And so, I mean, you know, went for what, 84 yards against Texas Tech, then 120 basically in the first quarter against SEMO. And then didn't play significant reps until Cal Poly, and you know, or Cal Davis, really, I guess. And so, even though he had a couple good runs against Cal Poly, and so, I think it's, I, I don't know. I mean, it's pretty epic, really, if you think about it. And so, uh, but in this league where you got a lot of good players, it's you know it's hard to get your run. And so we're just we'll let him do it on a national stage. I think he'll he'll embrace the opportunity to to go play against a great defense on Saturday and. Um, I'm excited for everybody to get to see our brand of football. Defensively, this team's been playing at such a high level. Do you feel like this is kind of the peak, or do you think that there's another another level that, that your defense can get to? Um, I hope they can get to another level. You know, I don't think you ever really get – you don't stay the same, generally speaking. You either get better or you get worse. And uh, I think our guys are hungry. I mean, I do. I mean, you know. 
I think we're pretty good on defense, but you're only as good as your last performance. And so we got to go, um, got to go take on a big challenge, different challenge. You know, not, uh, not unlike what we had last week, I was very concerned about the plus one run game with Craig. This week it's just all about just discipline and physicality. I mean, you know, you get out of your gap a little bit and they cram power into the A gap 35 times on you. It doesn't take much for them to, to, to get on top of it in a hurry. And so we've just got to do the same thing. Uh, the details of our position over and over and over and over again at a really high level and not get discouraged and just keep playing with our edge and physicality. And um, we're going to need all 64 guys that we bring to, to have that edge. What, what makes uh, number 42, Jabril Cox, such a solid linebacker? He's got NFL prototypical size, speed, strength, and he's got great inst instincts. You don't see very many guys at our level that are, you know, that six two and a half, two hundred thirty pound guy that run the way he does. Um, that's usually a guy that you're seeing in the. I mean, he probably should be playing in the Big Twelve or somewhere like that. I mean, you just look at his his numbers, his size, his height. That's the measurables add up for him to be a next level type of player. Coulter, the weather has turned. It is gnarly out there. It's gnarly on the roads, but in Montana, that doesn't keep us home. We go everywhere we got to go. You and I always travel in for football. I'm going to be headed some other places for Christmas, all this kind of stuff. You know what gives me comfort? I know that I'm always about 11 feet from a town pump superstore. I mean, no matter where I am in the state of Montana, you got gasoline, you got all the refreshments you need, the kids got to have, you know, a, a, a packet of gum, some chips, some water to keep them going, to keep them satiated and satisfied in the backseat. And you know what other S word? Silent. Shut them up, those kids. You go to town pump and you got yourself some peace and calm in the van ride. I, sh I should pay them $1 million for what they've done for me. I always set up that town pump right when you get over Homestake Pass. I write in rocker there because yeah. I always run out of the spray fluid for the windshield. And the mm. semis are spraying on you. When it gets cold and icy and snowy like this, you got to have the right fluids in your car. And town pump's got that covered as well. And sometimes you need a beer for after the drive. So get yourself a six-pack, drink it when you get home, behave yourself. But it is. It's a great place no matter what you need. Fuel, food, caffeine, water, anything. And who knows, maybe you throw a dollar in the machine, you walk away a winner, too. I mean, you got all these different ways to recreate, stretch your legs on the highways. No matter where you're at in Montana, there's a town pump near you. Town pump, Montana's best since 1953.